listening to Daily Note, presenting by Almost Sideways. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. Are you chewing gum? Happy Thanksgiving weekend, everybody. My name is Adam, and this is Daily Notes on Almost Sideways Movie Podcast. Really excited for today's episode, but first off, you know, being Thanksgiving weekend, I hope you guys were safe and was able to spend time with as many family members as you possibly can. I know this is a crazy world, but if you weren't were unable to celebrate with your family, I hope you were able to at least give them a call, a voice chat, video message, whatever the case may be, so you can keep that connection going. And if it's not your your family members, maybe a friend or two, you know, it's in this world of kind of dis being disconnected all the time it's good to just remember just take a second call people that care about you call people that you care about and just let them know that you're thinking about them anyway uh today's episode guys you know we had a good my family and i had a great thanksgiving Um, always enjoy spending time together i was able to you know cook thanksgiving dinner with my wife arlette and you know i'm speaking of arlette she's back on this episode guys it's been a month since we did these nostalgic reviews and we are back with another one this is a nostalgic review of the 1997 film called selena starring jennifer lopez and edward james olms and i'm really excited for this one because it's not just going to be myself and arlette talking about this evelyn might pump up a time or time or two here here or there but I'm also reached out to a couple people in who really admire Selena, and also this film, and they sent in some audio of their um, kind of their inspirations of from her, and also their thoughts on the film as well. And not and Arlen and I will be talking about what we really liked about this film and why we kind of hold it close to our our hearts as well. But also talk about Selena's legacy because there's she has a legacy that can clearly lives on till this day and she's a celebrated singer performer and just a human a human so uh, yeah definitely excited for this conversation so sit back and enjoy some Selena hi Adam thanks for having me on now Selena man as a South Texan and Hispanic who saw her in concert in the 90s. It's really tough to kind of put these into words, but I'll go ahead and start. I'll start with the the actual real life person, Selena. Uh, she's something incredibly special to us. And us, I mean like the, the Texas community, the Mexican Hispanic community. We saw her grow up. Uh, we saw her just get better and better as the years went on. And we kind of held her like one of our own in a sense, like she was like somebody's sister or one of us and she was making it. And there was this incredible sense of pride and happiness with her. Her success was our success. She was just very special. I recall 1993, I attended the the Hano Music Awards at the Alamo Dome here in San Antonio. And Selena came on, I believe, right after Milo Nevada. Her energy in the crowd, she owned the crowd. The crowd was in her pocket. Between every song, she was telling stories. She would act out some scenes from a movie. She was just very engaging and like you just couldn't take your eyes off her. She was just born to be on stage. So when her death occurred, it was ever more tragic. I mean, the city shut down practically. The news was just 24-7, Selena, what happened? As time went on, we heard about the movie announcement. Now I'll talk about the movie. I'll be 100% honest with you, Adam. A lot of us, including myself, were not too happy about the film. We thought it was way too soon. She had just died, and I believe a year and a half later, maybe sooner, 
they announced they were making a movie. And I remember a lot of us like, come on, this is a cash grab. Let her rest in peace. Let her. Why do we have to tell that story now? It's too soon. It felt too soon. And in hindsight, I still stand by that. I think it was a little too soon. But I believe the parents had the reasoning to do it. They wanted her legacy to continue and just influence others while it was at its peak. Now, when the movie came out, I went by myself to watch it. And I'll admit, I was smiling the entire time. And I think the film does an excellent job in capturing the spirit of Selena. Like when her, again, when you're just like us, when there was really happening, the viewer is watching her success and achievements grow and you're happy for her and her family. So you're smiling the entire time. And it's ever more tragic at the end when her life's taken. And I left the theater crying because again, I felt like she was my cousin or somebody I knew. Everybody was leaving the theater. There are grandmas crying in the theater seeing it because again, it's a tragic story. So what is the legacy of Selena in the film? Wrap all that up together. What does that mean? I mean, it gives us an idea of what we can do. I mean, it's, it's inspiring in a way. It, it lets us know that, hey, time is, your life's precious. You have to make the most out of every day. You don't know when your time here on earth is over. So make the most out of it. If you have a dream, go achieve it. Every day, do something that brings you closer to that dream to make it happen. If I can say anything about that, about Selena Legacy, that's what it taught me, that life is precious. You got to take advantage of it every day. And Adam, I hope you enjoyed my thoughts about Selena. It's a wonderful film. For those who haven't seen my video, I did a uh, Why Selena and San Antonio Have a Special Relationship video. I'm sure Adam will put it in the links below. Uh, but I actually, it was filmed in San Antonio and I went to all, I went to three locations here in the city and just gave everybody some backstory. So if you haven't seen that video, it's one of my more personal ones and more popular ones. I advise checking it out. But Adam, thanks for having me on, sir. Please take care. Welcome back to your daily dose of nostalgia. I am your host, Adam Daly, and I'm joined by my beautiful, sexy, my wife. How are you, honey? Good. How are you? <laughs> I, I, I got embarrassed in you, but what, what's your name so everybody else at home can uh, know what you, who you are? Carlette Yeah. Uh, but we are here because uh, every month now we are going to be deep diving or talking about some of our films that we grew up watching and we love talking about. Uh, we, we watched on repeat, uh, even though our parents thought it was an unhealthy amount of times to have uh, watching a film. But we are here talking about the 1997 film Selena, starring Jennifer Lopez and Edward James Olmes this week. So hit the intro to Nostalgia Review. <laughs> Hakuna Matata. It means no worries. Anything for Selena. I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Han Solo. I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. The, the, the Grinch. Get off my plane. So again, Selena came out in 1997 and is one of those films that I did not know anything about before I met my beautiful wife. So I will have her tell you how many times she watched this growing up. And if, I don't think she knows that number. But was this a movie that you actually watched quite a bit growing up? Oh, yes. This is one of like the top to-go movies. You know, you had... The singing, the dancing, the drama, the everything in there. The love story. The love story. So basically everything but a gunfight. And if it was a gunfight in there, you would be like, ah. That would be the perfect movie. <laughs> it would be the perfect movie. Uh, so you're saying like this is the tippy top 
of the the Arlette Vasquez Romero scale of films. Like, what else was on this list for you? Hocus Pocus. Yeah, we talked about that one. The Grinch. Maybe that's a future one. Who knows? Maybe for next month. Uh, but what what other ones like other than the ones we've kind of we kind of mentioned before? Mm-hmm. Was there anything else? Well, actually, you know, let's not focus on those movies. We're talking about Selena right now. So we we mentioning like the dancing, the music, the love story, the drama. Uh, was there a a specific moment like oh my god, I just love this movie so much? Was there like do you remember like that time you just like I love this film? I always love this. Film. You just always loved it from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, I love Good it when movie. I love it when that happens. Uh, was there a specific Favorite scene that you had? Favorite scene? They were all pretty good. They're all... I like the one where they were in a store trying to buy a dress for the Grammys, and then this lady's all like, I don't think you would want to see it because it's high on price or something like that. And then the friend tried on the dress, and it didn't work out. So she's like, I don't need it anymore. Yeah, yeah. The dress fit perfectly, but she's like, well, the best part of this thing, I think you're kind of... Mm-hmm. She gets recognized in the dressing room, and all of a sudden, like a horde of pe- uh, fans, a whole bunch of people, yeah, the cooks, the every everyone, <laughs> anybody who, anybody, everyone in this mall who knew Selena was there to get her autograph. Mm-hmm. And this poor white lady, poor white lady, she was definitely a Karen. I can definitely <laughs> tell you that. But <laughs> this uh, this manager at this like, what what kind of store was it? Like, if that we can explain. It was like a high-end it's fancy... It's like a, yeah, a high-end fancy dress. Because yeah. they were trying to look for a dress for the Grammys. Grammys, okay. So in, in Los, it was Los Angeles is mm-hmm. when they flew out to. So I, we haven't been out in L.A. for several years now. Yeah. Last time we went for Disneyland. But I, I, I guess, because yeah. we're up here in Washington, what would be the equivalent, do you think? Like, what was it, like a fancy dress place that you would go to here? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know why I went on that little tangent. I'm like, what what store? Like, let's talk about the store here. No, but this lady realizes that she's like, oh, this person is somebody famous. But who's yeah. who is Selena? And then I love it when like the dress fits perfectly. And they're like, it's not gonna work out. Yeah. And she just realizes like, oh, I'm a borderline racist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she messed up judging that she didn't have that much money. Oh yeah, absolutely. And. The sad part is, this thing is not just something that just, like, oh, this is, like, a, a funny line or a funny little situation. This stuff does happen way too many times, especially in, like, we're 2020, and this yeah. stuff still happens. Yeah. And unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Unacceptable. That's all I got to say. But uh, what's another scene that you really kind of just, like, this is a cool scene or a funny scene or an emotional scene that mm-hmm. had some drama to you? <laughs> I like when... Um... The, when they were, she was dancing como la flor and as she turns around or spins like it's a different outfit like there were so many cute outfits that she had on that is very good and what, what was the song that was that was singing that she was doing that doing that scene I can't remember I want to say Bidi Bamba actually it wasn't como la flor it was Bidi Bamba oh yeah the Bidi Bidi Bamba yeah that one yeah one of my favorite songs that she does that that's a great scene where she's like just spinning around and spinning and hear that song and just mm-hmm. it's so catchy and it's just like seeing her outfits and there's some really beautiful gowns and mm-hmm. it's crazy to see that this such a young person at the time you know could have be such a fashionista i think that's the word mm-hmm. i think that that's the word i want to i want to say uh but seeing her being represent like what she really likes and she mm-hmm. mentions 
countless number of times that she wants to go into fashion. And yeah. I think that's it's kind of playing out. That's, that dream's coming true like today, right? Yeah. Well, before she passed away, she was doing some designs oh, yeah. and all that. She opened her boutique, her nails, nail spa too. So she yeah. did it all. She did a lot of things. Yeah. Wow. And I noticed that you're wearing some red lipstick today. Maybe mm. a little honor of her. Uh, does she is she in the makeup game or she was getting into that right? Yeah, I want to say a few months ago I heard that to Mac. I want to say it's Mac coming out with her brand of makeup. I have not tested out yet, but yeah, I think it was a Mac. But anybody who is of that brand who would like to send my wife a, a sample, it's I want your stuff at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> uh, but she would be love. She would love to try that. Hit me up on Twitter, Adam Sideways. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you would make my uh, my uh, my wife happy. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, makeup's a big thing for us. We're yeah. currently recording this at your little makeup little studio thing right there. So yeah. make so when this hits store. At a scale of one to ten, how important is like what number? Being ten being the most important, one being the least important. What number of importance is getting this makeup for you? That you do you want to try it? Do you want to? I want to try it. I think it already came out though. It's already out. This is how much I know about makeup, <laughs> folks. I didn't even. I. I. Okay. So are you saying that it's a at the ten you want me to get you some makeup? Yeah. Are you researching it? Yeah. Okay, we're getting we're gonna get some live update on this makeup here, but anyway, we're in my next my next scene here that I really loved. A great choice, by the way, the bitty buddy bumba scene. Um, but I also really loved the the restaurant scene, like how Abraham really was like had his own Mexican restaurant, and uh, had his kids singing there too, and. He was getting all upset with the guys because of the plates being way too hot, and he dropped it, and that whole that whole hectic environment opening up this world, seeing that this guy had such big dreams for himself when he was a young man, but also having dreams of his his kids being pushing them, but also trying to have what's best for them. And I think that's kind of a very interesting. I liked Abraham a lot, especially his performance of from Edward James Olms, a legendary actor, and. It, just seeing him, uh, this famous actor to life, or famous, uh, you know, father figure to life was uh, pretty awesome. He was a great actor. We got an update update for you on this makeup here. Let's see how wrong I was. Mac X Selena La Reina. Reina. Re La Reina. Reina. I can't do my R's. I'm sorry. Really R's. La. Oh. Reina. <laughs> okay, close. I, I'll, I'll work on it, I promise. 15 piece makeup set is $449. <laughs> What's in this set? Let's see what we got here. This is this is fascinating. This is fascinating. Okay. Some beautiful colors, though. Nice, uh. Nice Ryan's. Her, yeah, that is her bustier. That's, like, definitely. Her this little makeup bag is like rhinestoned out, like kind of looks like her bustier in there. And we also, oh, I like the purple, like the the that what's this box there? I think that's the uh, eyeshadow box there. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. And her lipstick. Um, all right, honey. Okay, I think that's a ten, right? <laughs> Four hundred forty-nine is chump change for my wife. So I mean, me getting, I don't care. That's what I'm trying to say is, I don't care the price. I'm gonna make sure I get it for you. Anyway. We got the makeup. 
Hi, this is Catherine Gonzalez, co-host of Latinx Lens. And what does Selena mean to me? (laughs) How much time do you guys have? Um, I think I'm just going to share, you know, some of my earliest memories that I have listening, um, you know, to Selena's music. Um, She was always present growing up in my childhood, um, you know, going to parties, quinceaneras, weddings. Um, She, you know, when her music would come on, I remember just feeling so happy and and being able to sing along. And um, it was music that I liked. Um, My dad, uh, I grew up in the Rio Grande Valley in a small town called uh, Mercedes, Texas. And where Selena grew up is Corpus Christi, Texas, which is about two hours north of where I'm from. And so it was, you know, and um, the Hanol music was a big part of my childhood. My dad would play a lot of the Hanol music in his, in his truck blasting. And, um, I didn't always like it. Um, and so Selena kind of gave me, you know, when her music would come on, it was kind of a relief, you know, from the other, the Hanol music. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, I, I loved, uh, all her music and then the English stuff too. And, um, as I've grown up and I, I think about it now, I just think about, um, you know, what could have been and, um, you know, the fact that, you know, I'm Mexican American, she was Mexican American. Um, she was dealing with the identity of being Mexican and being American and, and being Tejano and also wanting to play, you know, um, uh, make it in, in the mainstream English, uh, music stuff. And I don't know, I just feel so proud that at least there was someone in our community who was able to make it big represent, um, you know, Tejano music, Texas, um, the Mexican American identity. And, I am so happy there was someone like her um, who was able to kind of go through and become this cultural icon still 20 years later, um, you know, through her, uh, you know, the makeup line, the fashion, everything and her memories um, of what she was able to accomplish, um, you know, uh, paving the way uh, as, you know, the female the Hano music singer, which was not easy, you know, and um, just everything. It, it, it's 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 so nice to have someone at least to look up to in that sense and you know seeing someone who also looked like me and knowing it was possible coming from um you know small texas towns and um yeah i just feel incredibly proud and that's what she means to me is like just um it's always nice having someone in the community that um you feel like they know you and i feel like knowing that she came from a similar um you know, place from where I, I grew up, it was always nice knowing like, Hey, um, you know, it, it just had that representation was, um, was huge to me. Um, and, um, and really good music. And she's honestly the gift that keeps on giving. Um, I learned more about her, um, you know, through, through the Latinx Lens podcast where, um, we talked, we've talked about her and, um, and, it's just, I'm uncovering even more layers just from, you know, looking back at the nostalgic, um, aspect of, um, having her in, in, in my memories and then, you know, how I feel about her now and, um, learning more about her life and everything. And yeah, I just feel, I think she just, she just honestly just means the world to me just as a, you know, Mexican American, um, as, you know, a woman as she trailblazed, um, for other women, and, um, yeah, just, um, so proud. That's what she, you know, those are the feelings I feel. And I will always, um, try to dance, um, <laughs> when her music comes on, even though I did not get that gene, um, from my heritage. Um, but I, ha- if I have a few margaritas and Selena comes on, 
there are um, lots of testimonials that will say like, I think I'm out there doing cumbia because of her. And it's all the only music that I will go out and, you know, um, overcome my shyness um, because I love her so much. And I will yell like, oh my God, it's Selena. Um, and we'll go dance my heart out because that's what she means to me. And um, I think I'm so happy that hopefully pe more people, if you don't know her story, will get to um, learn about her and um, listen to her music and just learn about, you know, what she did um, and why it means so much to some of us um, like me. Uh, what's another scene that you kind of really like? I know there's so many that you're saying like you love and adore. Yeah. Another one would be when her dad finally accepted her, like, when she got married, she had to get married without her dad being there, even though she wanted her dad to be there. But she just knew that that wasn't going to happen. So she had to, like, do it secretly and then tell him. But then the radio gave that up right away that <laughs> they got married. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, that's kind of unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But, but I like, watching it this time, after we've, after we've seen this so many times, I watching it in 2020, and I think it's my first time this year watching it uh, with you, the, I kind of like I said I mentioned I really like Abraham a lot in this movie. As maybe it's maybe the performance a little bit more, but I I see that he's trying to live vicariously through his kids, mm -hmm. specifically Selena, mm -hmm. wanting to push her because he sees a potential in her and kind of living vicariously because maybe the Los Dinos, which mm -hmm. was his band, didn't pan out too much, yeah. uh, based on the '60s and the kind of the unfortunately the the racial tensions that maybe didn't benefit him for um, becoming the, the artist that he wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And then when we go into the 80s, you know, uh, we're able to maybe push a little bit more and have an outlet for his daughter. And I think that was really cool. However, living vicariously through your kids is also kind of it puts a damper in it too. So where there was like some Selena wanted to, in a way, with you know, be with Chris, mm -hmm. but her father was like, no, you're not going to do this because... Marcella in the, this film, uh, which is Selena's mom, says to Abraham that when you were in your band, you always were gone. And mm -hmm. I think that Abraham was like maybe protecting Selena in a way because she he didn't want her Selena to fall in love with this rocker mm -hmm. because he might do the same thing to her. I also feel though he's also a dad too. He's just trying to protect his little girl and not wanting to let her go. Yeah, that is true and. You asked me the worst, the worst possible question <laughs> while we're watching this. You're like, "What are we gonna do when our daughter gets married?" Yeah. And I'd be like, "Uh, married? What? She's too young. She's too young. She's six. <laughs> Why am I having to answer this question?" They grow up so fast. Oh my goodness. Like she, she thinks she's like 20 already. Like mm -hmm. she gets like, oh my goodness, kids. They do grow up way too fast. But. It is a good question. Like, what, what would you, what would we do when something like this happened? How would we handle this situation? Would we be as accepting? We'll ground her. We would ground her. <laughs> we would ground a married woman. That would be interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 kind of a kind of an interesting like mm -hmm. thought to maybe possibly have mm -hmm. in the near future. Not today, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's very interesting to do that. Um, we do have a funny story. You used to work at a daycare, mm -hmm. and uh, the shirt I'm wearing right now, you 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 can't see for audio listeners, uh, but it is Selena, and she is known for her 
her bustiers um, in the film. And so I show up with the shirt at my wife's daycare to pick up our daughter a little For early. people that don't know what bustier is, what is a bustier? You're going to make me explain a bustier <laughs> on my podcast, our, our podcast episode. Um, so in the words of Abraham, it's a bra! <laughs> what? It's a bra! It's a bra that you can wear out in public. <laughs> fashion bra. It's a fashion bra. So... What's the diff as as a woman? You might have a little bit more knowledge in this than I do. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a bra and a bustier? Like, what makes a bustier a publicly like go out onto the town thing? Um, depending on how cute you can rock it. <laughs> well, okay, that's okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I this is a fascinating thing. I, I this is a question I would never ask. Like if I was doing this this review with the guys, I would never ask a bustier <laughs> question. Then like this is the per- you're the perfect person to ask this with. So yeah, that's that's fine. but that's that's a great scene though when he mm-hmm. she finally reveals like this this yeah. bustier thing and he's like looking down at the, the 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 pad you know like make sure all the levels are correct and he looks up and kind of does a double take looks back he's like it's a bra <laughs> and the mom's like no she looks good yeah <laughs> she looks good that kind of back and forth would be something that you and I would probably do like yeah. I can I can definitely see that I think that we kind of have the similar personalities <laughs> that way to them but you know. That, that's the beautiful thing about playing off each other really well so mm-hmm. uh, as we're talking about favorite scenes I think that it has to be up there for me too um, so another scene that we gotta talk about this is it's in, in our opening of Nostalgia Reviews is the anything for Selena's why is this scene so great Arlette? <laughs> because their bus got stuck and there's two gangsters pull up in their man's Mustang and they thought that they could pull their bus out and they didn't. Their bumper fell down, but they were happy. It was like their little trophy. You know, they want to hang it up. Yeah, they're going to make a little shrine for Selena as I put more hot sauce on my pepperoni slice of pizza. So as I take another bite of pizza and then we busted out some beef jerky too, uh, I got to mention, um, that scene scene with the bus, anything for Selena, the Mustang, I, it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how any idea that these two guys would ever think they could pull a Mustang or pull a bus out of a ditch with a Mustang. It's it's ridiculous cinema. But it's also really funny and brings a great line to it. Anything for Selena's like they said it like that, just with an S. <laughs> and it also brings up one of your things that you mentioned that you really like too was that Selena was predicting what her dad would say. Yeah, exactly what he said was exactly what she mimicked him. Yeah, she knows was, her dad very well. Son, how could you do this? <laughs> or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It was great. Uh, the okay, I guess we're we're kind of talking a lot about the oh, the beginning of the movie, and um, unfortunately, this this story maybe not necessarily have a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we get a little on, we see it, this movie does is only about two hours and seven minutes long, which is a pretty good size, good running time of a film. However, I feel like the, a lot of the movie. And I'm not saying this in any way, shape, or form as a negative. It's just that it's only two hours and seven minutes. We see a great deal of this film as like the rise of Selena and Los Dinos. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that, seeing that rise where she gets her first Grammy nomination. She's going for her very first uh, English language album. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. I love seeing that rise. However, we don't get to see nearly enough time, I feel, mm-hmm. of her peak. 
we don't get to see her a lot shine in that spotlight and see that stuff. It kind of just has, it shows like, oh, she's at this moment. We're going to show some real actual footage. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to introduce a character in a, in the clip, too, that is a very pivotal role mm-hmm. in the Selena story, if you know anything about it. And that is... Um, Okay, I'm, Yolanda. Yo, Yolanda, yeah, Yolanda, and she was basically what I might I might be wrong, but she was the the head of the her fan club committee. Yeah, she mostly handled like the money, the accounting you would call her. Okay, and then and then she also was in charge of the fan mails, which the fans would send mail or money or gifts or stuff. Hello, my name is Larry from the channel LC Screen Talk, and I just want to first thank you, Adam, for inviting me on to talk about this really special film, Selena. Now, this film has meant so much to me for so many reasons over the years. First and foremost is the fact that growing up, my father particularly was a huge Selena fan. So I knew the singer, I loved her music, and of course I was very young when she was tragically murdered in the mid-90s. But it was so special to get to see her story told in a feature film. And it was a huge moment for the Latinx and Mexican-American communities because this was one of our icons, one of the people so many of us looked up to getting this huge release film. And honestly, this was one of the first times I can remember seeing a person of my heritage, of my culture, and my background celebrated in this type of fashion in a film or really any mainstream media. Up until that point in my life, I hadn't really been exposed to American culture really embracing and celebrating Latinx people in this way. So watching the film was quite special just in that sense. In addition, we were introduced to Jennifer Lopez, who is one of the biggest Latinx stars in the world and one of the few Latinx stars that simply sits amongst icons of all backgrounds. And that all started here with Selena. So to this day, I continue to watch Selena's live performances on YouTube because she's just such a star. And while, of course, the story and her death still makes me very sad to this day, seeing this confident, beautiful, stunning Latina woman up there shining so bright, you can feel the positive energy just exuding from within her. She was such a special talent and honestly remains one of my favorite artists of all time and continues to be one of the most influential celebrities in my upbringing. This film means so much to me as her fan, to me as a Mexican-American who could relate so much to her and her story that still idolizes Selena, the person and the icon herself, and to this day still adores this film. So thanks again, Adam, for inviting me on to discuss Selena, and I'm so happy to share some of my experience with this film. There was also a line too where Abraham says it's sad too, be- it's scary because she's also in charge of the boutiques. Mm-hmm. So, 
what happens was is that she starts basically stealing money mm-hmm. and being very shady mm-hmm. and it shows up on the books that she starts stealing stuff and then plays dumb like it's like she didn't do anything and yeah. it's sad because selena is such a trustworthy person really vouched for her as well and was kind of mm-hmm. hurt by it but wanted to still give her a second chance or third chance or whatever the case may be yeah. and unfortunately it cost her her life where she kind of yolanda shot her yeah and it's really sad and so it kind of that i feel like the ending kind of goes by rapidly fast we don't really mm-hmm. know yolanda's thing it's just like Oh, she's stealing. This is this person. She's really good friends with Selena all of a sudden. Yeah. And, you know, they go to the Grammys and then and then they kind of introduce her very fast. Yeah. However, uh, I understand why. Because you don't want to focus on the negative. You want to focus on why this person's so important mm-hmm. and why, and, you know, how she got to how her importance. I understand that. I absolutely love the film for it. And how they... They don't actually show her getting shot, which I think is a very great choice of mm-hmm. things to do. And a, a, a scene in this film, I had a question about, and you actually gave me the most beautiful answer. I think I, the perfect answer, basically. There's a scene where she's singing her probably one of her most popular English language mm-hmm. songs, "Dreaming of You," which is a song I really love. Mm-hmm. And then a white rose comes on, gets thrown up on the stage, and the kind of music kind of stops. I was like, "What's with the point of this?" And then all of a sudden, it cuts to like live action footage of what happened after, like mm-hmm. her getting shot. I was like, "What's the point of that?" Yeah. And then, do you remember what you said, by chance? That that represents like her death, her being shot, because as the white rose was blown out, when it hit the floor, there was like blood. It was her blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true, and. I didn't think of that bef- that way before, and I was like, "Wow, that's it's way better than actually showing her get shot." Because if that happened, it's like it's that's real. Mm-hmm. It's something that really happened, even though it's something that really did happen in kind of our life, not just in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's still heartbreaking, but at the same time, it's it's beautifully shot. Yeah. And you, you you have, and who would have ever guessed that song would have been like the perfect the "Dreaming of You" song would be something that yeah. is such a powerful, poignant song that kind of leaves us on an emotional high but also a low at the same time yeah that makes sense because you're seeing like beautiful images of her life but you're also just realizing that she has passed away at like 23 years mm-hmm. old she was very young she was very young and you know it's it's uh you know there's that club the 27 club which is a lot of famous singers who have passed away at that age which is crazy but she's probably if not just as popular as a lot of those uh, artists that were on that club but she's even younger and that's sad i think w- if you look at like popular artists that died really early you think like the, the notorious big was really young mm-hmm. he released like one album yeah one or two albums like tupac was super young too like there's a lot of like these famous like people of you know that are represent different cultures that mm-hmm. it's sad that their lives are just taken way too soon like before their prime yeah and just imagine the, like what could have happened with Selena if she that didn't happen to her. Yeah. There was one scene I kind of was wondering about, and you know we've been together for a very long time, and I feel like you, I'm learning more and more why this is, you know, it's important. I think that there was a scene with Abraham when they decided to go to Mexico, mm-hmm. and it he's explaining that we have to work twice as hard, and I was thinking it's like, you know. I, I know why, because I'm seeing that with my wife. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm seeing how hard she works. She's working hard. But, it, and it's sad in 2020, we, she just, and I want to bring up the story. I don't care. She, she left a job and I wanted her to leave even sooner because of one of the people there were, you know, yeah. treating her unfairly. Be, and I truly meet, feel it because of yeah. her skin and that's unacceptable. And it, in this line, in the movie, what mm-hmm. Abraham says is he's worked twice as hard because we're representing two different cultures. I think that's. It, it, I, why are we still judging by that? And what, why is that line really true and important? Because we do have to try hard to be best at our, our cultures, you know? We have to be best at being Mexican. We have to be our best to be American, meaning we need to, be, we need to speak fluent American without any accent and then speak in Spanish, speak in fluent Spanish without, like, sounding like some American in me. So, you know, we have to, like, Please, just both. <laughs> we to please multiple people. Yeah. Man, I could, I could never imagine that, and I yeah. would never. It's, it, it's. I can't just say like I can't believe this is still happening because yeah. I, I can clearly see it's this kind of stuff is still happening, yeah. and it's, it's sad that it is, mm-hmm. and it's like, like I can't just say it's twenty twenty. Why is this still happening? But twenty twenty has proven yeah. that it is clearly evident evident yeah that things need to continue to change mm-hmm. and i'm not going to tolerate it with my wife getting treated that way I'm, i certainly don't want anyone to feel like that who, are, who might be listening to this to feel that way yeah it, it's tough man it's very tough um but with that said though um i think that the positive here is that um, even though she was she passed away at such a young age and and also she was born american she's a mexican american mm-hmm. but was able to transition into the pure mexican crowd mm-hmm. as well and they accepted her for that mm-hmm. they maybe got a little understanding of that she she has her quote unquote flaws yeah but she mean she wants what's best for us at the same time and yeah. wants to represent our culture yeah and make it to the world at the same time that she could do both yeah yeah and and if you're thinking about like a legacy like a we're talking about like you know when we get older and mm-hmm. what's our legacy going to be like do you think that she had a pretty good legacy that she's left behind oh yeah like her she she was very famous when she was alive and even after she passed away her music is everywhere I was only two years old when she got, she passed away. She was murdered, but I still listen to her music. I watch the movies. We buy her music. I mean, she's still pretty famous to the point where our daughter is singing and watching her music. You know, like she enjoys that movie as well. So, it's amazing because her music keeps on going. The more that people listen, and also her brother, her brother also was part of. Uh, oh yeah, I was gonna ask you about this. Yeah, her brother is also part of like another band, which is the Cumbia Kings, and it's like a. I guess reggaeton. I'm not sure if it's exactly considered reggaeton, but it's like a cumbia, more cumbia music in Spanish. And so, like, he incorporates his sister's music with his music at times. So, at times, I have that remix I showed you. Showed oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Musics, but Good stuff. Yeah, her music is still out there. And, like, her makeup brand, her makeup Mac brand is still, like, you know, being sold and... Yeah, I think she left a pretty good legacy. And it's crazy. Like, I'm wearing, like, a shirt right now that I got from, I think... I can't remember what store now. 
Forever 21. <laughs> I think that's, 21. that's what I don't let's see. I don't even know. I man. bought you that shirt. Yeah, and I, I wear it proudly, even to daycares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but like we see stuff at Hot Topic. There's search her search at Hot Topic. Mm-hmm. Different stores. Uh, we have a blanket that has Selena's face on mm-hmm. it as well. I feel bad that we still have this movie on DVD. I want to upgrade it. Yeah. To at least Blu-ray. I don't. Yeah. They need to upgrade it to 4K. It would be awesome. She's yeah. that would be deserving of it. I think it's um, maybe like on her death of anniversary they'll do something like that. Yeah. I know that she has the star on the Walk of Fame too. Yeah. Uh, that was. Uh, very awesome. That's, I think it was and relatively. They also did her her as a mannequin too. Well, at the wax museum. Yeah, the yeah, wax yeah. museum. Yeah. Which we, if we ever can go, yeah. it'll be good to go at some point in our lives. Yeah. So yeah, and then to the point where now they want to start a new Netflix series. So I think she left a pretty strong legacy and still going. Yeah, I think she definitely left a great legacy, and it's not just that she's a fantastic singer and a human mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know the most recognizable uh, Mexican mm-hmm. figure, but it's also just like people. A lot of people look up to her mm-hmm. and aspire to be like her. Yeah. And uh, it's really cool to see, you know, little girls, you know, little girls of color wanting to be like the next Selena mm-hmm. as well. I think that's very important to see. Uh, you know, we we I've, we've talked about this quite frequently the last couple episodes on like interviews and stuff about representation and mm-hmm. to, it's it's an important thing as well to, so that you know people yeah. can see themselves on screen you know they can still you know take stuff out of it there if they don't see themselves in every single movie yeah. i understand that part that part but you know seeing like shows about people that are famous or that look like just different people around the world. That's that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I, for me, it's like I'm like I said. I joke around this about this. I'm the whitest person you'll ever meet. Like I'm fluorescent <laughs> at times. However, I'm just fascinated with the culture that my wife has. Like mm-hmm. I love her food, and we'll, we'll say you gotta tell. We gotta <laughs> talk about the story. We went to your godmother's house. Yeah. Okay. So you remember, remember what happened? Yeah, when my grand godmother asked me to eat spicy, and I said <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, yeah, she yes, we were there visiting her god godmother for a couple of days, and we were gonna go to Disneyland, and uh, again, like like she said, she's like, do you see eat spicy food? My wife said yes. Uh, somewhere there was a miscommunication because I like spicy food when I'm doing a competition. I'm getting older now; my stomach can't handle this stuff. Um, and of course, you don't want to be insulting to it, you know, yeah. you know, another culture or anything like that. So of course, I'm eating it as best I can. <laughs> I'm sweating, I'm turning red, I'm every shade of red you can think of. I'm like sweating from my forehead. How is it, Adam? Um, it's good. It's good. Really good. Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. Very uh, muy bueno. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, moss, please. I would like more. <laughs> and and. I look over to our and I'm like, it's hot. It's so hot, honey. It's so hot. And then she realized, like, he doesn't like it. It's like, no, it's just really hot. And, yeah. and then it, she, there was a miscommunication like, where she we realized, oh, wait a second. It's just because I like competition hot food. Yeah. And God bless this woman. She made me more. She food. made me more. My own helping of, uh, what was it? Like, uh, the non-spicy one? Yeah. What, what was that dish? Um, picadillas. Picadillas. Or what? some people call it sopes. Sopes. And what exactly is that kind of food? It's like you make your handmade tortilla. You put it on the oven, cook it a little bit, 
and then um, eventually once it's like very well done cooked it puts some like oil cheese and hot sauce in there and it tastes really good oh it's bomb if you haven't had this well what was the name again uh, I call it picadillas, picadillas yeah. but other people call it sopes sopes or picadillas yeah, yeah the very delicious stuff my favorite uh, food though I could eat this all the time is pasole <laughs> pasole is so bomb and I cannot wait till my mother uh Mother Ruth, your your mom makes this food for me. I was like, I'm due, Grandma. I'm due, Mama. I'm due. <laughs> I need some pasole in my life. Anyway, uh, we can talk. We can have a whole episode on just like amazing food. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's pr- anything else. Any closing thoughts on Selena? I think we pretty much we covered a lot of bases. Any like yeah. last thing you want to mention real fast or anything? Mm. No, it's just a pretty awesome movie, and you guys should go watch it. Yeah, absolutely go watch it. Uh, actually, let's talk about the, her music real fast. Uh, top three songs of Selena. Um, Biribamba, Como La Flor, y El Chico. I don't know that, the title. How does it go? You remember? I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> just talk it out. Talk the lyrics out. Uh, okay, I'll give you, while you think of the title real fast. Uh, I don't, of course, Dreaming of You, too. Yeah, Dreaming of You has to be up there. Uh, Bitty Bitty Bumba is up there for me. Mm-hmm. But also the... Um, see, I'm not also not going to know it, but there's a song where... El Corazon. Yeah. That, what's that one? Um, Isn't that Como La May I think maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. There's so many classic songs that she has. She's such a, a talented yeah. singer that a lot of the songs just cross over for me, too. So there's El Chico del Apartamento 512 y mm. La Carcacha. Okay. And there's a whole bunch of music that we like. Yeah, absolutely. There's Amor a lot. Prohibido, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to go listen to some more of her music so I can get these titles in my head. But yeah, that's pretty much all we had really had a thought uh, about this show. Um, yeah. It was really we love the movie. I'm looking forward to the TV show and uh, watching this movie countless more times over the years. So, uh, yeah, my name is Adam. My name is Arlette. And this is Daily Dose of Nostalgia. Hakuna Matata. It means no worries. Anything for Selena. I collect spores, molds, and fungus. It's just a bunch of hocus pocus. Han Solo. I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. The, the, the Grinch! Get off my plane.